Postdoc transformation. Postdoc transformation. Postdoc transformation. Invest in your postdoc transformation. Welcome to the weekly show for scientists leaping into business. In every episode, we are happy to recommend employers of choice for you. For your career transition, we offer customized career transition e-courses and memberships also at graduate schools all over the world. Maybe yours too. And if your university isn't yet our customer, enroll in your free email course for career transition made simple as linked in the show notes. I'm your host, Professor Dr. Anna Sui Winkles, and let's build your postdoc transformation with this episode. Hello, postdoc transformer. This is part two of how to tame your fears before leaping into business. I want to let you know that this is the second part. So the first 10 fears landed in episode 16. And now let's dive right in into fears number 11 to 20. Number 11, which is the fear of sacrificing passion. And that is maybe when you are concerned to not pursue your own passion or your research interests in a business setting. And I get that. All of my jobs didn't draw on my research interests. And the question is, is that enough or not? To be honest, after five years in IT, I was bored intellectually and I kept thinking about the brain. And that's why I picked up a side gig as a lecturer in biopsychology at the university that I'm working at now as a professor. I understand this. My passion was to teach. And in my role as an IT strategy consultant, I could be teaching as well. I could be mentoring, I could be coaching, but I wouldn't be teaching in an academic setting. And I love working with curious minds, with curious young students who were able and want to change the world. That was one of my passions. And I'm a passionate people developer. So you could do this as a sidekick as well. Or you find roles where you can do this at least in some capacity. All right. So let's move on to number 12, fear of limited career growth. And maybe you are worried as a woman, as a person of color, as a young or an old person, who, depending on whether you are a professor, a postdoc, or a PhD, maybe you're worried about hitting a glass ceiling or encountering fewer opportunities for career advancement. And I would say it's a mix. Compared to academia, there are many more opportunities for your career because you can have one role in different companies, in different industries across many countries. That's absolutely different to that one postdoc, that one professorship that really allows you to create your research vision. So you have much more opportunities. And then on the other side, yes, there is a glass ceiling and I've been working on diversity committees. I've been Miss Diversity, whatever. <laughs> I mean, there were articles about me because I'm a woman, I'm a person of color, I'm a mom, blah, 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 with a doctor title, successful, blah, blah, blah. So there are some glass ceilings I've seen 
also for my colleagues, also for people who I thought were absolutely deserving to advance, but they did not advance because of. I don't want to discourage you, but instead I want to refocus you and reframe that to even if you hit the glass ceiling, the life that you are able to finance with your salary when you are in the vicinity of those glass ceilings is so much better than the salary that you are earning in academia. So when you look at the bigger picture, it's a mix of limited career growth opportunities. For one, there are more than there is a glass ceiling. Yes, but the glass ceiling is always also in academia. And you have the better salaries that can sweeten the limited career growth opportunities in business. Okay, so fear number 13, fear of cultural adjustment. And that means maybe you are anxious to adapting to a different work culture or to adopt new norms in the business world, because that also means that you are changing. Okay, so the question behind that is you've been someone who has identified up until now as a researcher. And that comes as a package with, you know, whatever you associate with that. When you go into the business world, that changes. And how much does this change you? And I would say that from a psychological perspective, me before becoming a mom, me before leaping into business, these were all changes that I made according to my own personality that did not change me as a person. I behave differently. I matured, but my personality persists. So if you are fearing that it changes you, then look out for those roles that are suitable for you according to your personality and you'll be fine. Hey, do you need a well-paid job in business aligned with your vision of life as soon as possible? You don't have access to a supportive career guide at your graduate school? Then this is for you. I know that leaping out of science can be lengthy, full of misconceptions and scary without experience guidance. And maybe you already know how it feels to get rejections on non-academic job applications. So wouldn't it be comforting to have me by your side so that you can land your future-proof job? Imagine the feeling of getting job interview invites after you submitted a winning CV, cover letter, and sustainably rock your LinkedIn. Do you want to become confident through my interview and contract negotiation rehearsal? With me, you can confidently fine-tune suitable roads, working conditions, benefits, and compensations. This postdoc transformer bundle is the first time that I ever offer it, and it grants you 24-7 access to the two e-courses, Career Transition into Business and Digital Personal Branding, that are usually exclusively offered at graduate schools. Now you can share all your job application material and questions, as many as you like, and I will answer via exclusive video lessons sent to you via email within 24 hours. 
So subscribe until you start your job, and you don't need me as your career transition guide anymore. How would you feel to be able to worry-free pay all your running bills and reduce your student debts, as you earn sixty to one hundred twenty-five k annual salaries? Remember, every month without a well-paid job worsens your financial situation, so it takes longer to become financially stable. Also, receiving too many rejections for your job applications after your PhD will reduce your chances to get a job aligned with your vision of life. So, subscribe to your monthly postdoc transformation bundle for your guided career transition into business now. Number fourteen, which is fear of losing academic credibility, and maybe you are concerned about how to leave academia and. What that means and how you will be seen and recognized, or not anymore, by your colleagues. And this is like when you are in the hot air balloon. Don't think about the people who are left on the ground. Okay, maybe they never want to leave. Maybe they want to leave, but we're not bold enough. Maybe they don't want you to succeed. Maybe they just don't care. How about not caring about them anymore? Okay. You need to think about yourself and your future that lies ahead, and you need to design that transformation. You can care about those who are dear to you and for whom you are important. But is it really necessary that every one of your co-authors or at graduate school, your professors and everyone, thinks highly of you? They cannot appreciate your new adventures, your new achievements, your new accomplishments. They won't be able to recognize and to appreciate this because they never went there. Number fifteen. And that's the fear of making the wrong decision. I think the question starts way before, because when you decide to leap out of science, that means you are questioning your life choice of becoming a PhD in the first place, and then now you're trying to correct that case. You're trying to correct that in the sense of finishing or even. Stopping to pursue the PhD and to leap into business right away. For your own personal closure, I would suggest to just get the PhD, and the grade is irrelevant. But instead, it's simply finished. You will always regret not having finished a PhD. So, I would say, from a learning perspective, as a psychologist. There are no wrong decisions, and maybe while you are leaping, you are regretting it because you don't see the quick successes. But also, maybe you see a lot of challenges and obstacles on your way. And I want to assure you that every career transitioner, every single one, walks through. All the learning curve that you are facing during the transition. Okay, a transition, a transformation is never easy. 
And if you expect yourself to be as successful as before from the get-go, that's setting up yourself for failure. And this is a this is a decision where you cannot expect and to yield success immediately or within weeks. It's more or less a transition time of months, I would say, maybe a year until you feel safe and successful. And did you know that I offer deep dive e-courses, workshops and memberships at graduate schools, maybe also at yours in the future? Ask your graduate school coordinator whether they want to book my services so that I can deliver them to you 24-7, 365 on your mobile device. Let's move on to number 16, which is the fear of not finding purpose. And that's a big one, right? So especially in your generation, when you are younger than me, my students, at least my bachelor and master's students, most of them want to have a bigger purpose. And to be honest, I'm also purpose-driven. So the reason why I'm happy as a professor is because I help my students to become the best versions that they can be and to mature in their personality, but also in their professional identities and to serve in their companies for their successes, right? So I'm transforming people. I'm a people developer. And that is also one of the most important agendas that I had when I was a leader in business. I understand that if you have a purpose, then you want to fulfill that, but you can fulfill that in business as well. You just have to find the right roles, the right companies, the right industries. And that's why it's so important that you make your homework first. I see a lot of PhD students and candidates who are preparing their leap in a way that, you know, I don't care what job at, I don't care what job, hopefully it just pays my bills so that I can, you know, leap into business as such. And that can be a successful strategy, but it doesn't have to be. I was simply lucky to have found my first job in business to be something that inspired me to learn more, to dig deeper into IT and also into business. All right, number 17, fear of the fast-paced environment. So if you are anxious about the high-pressure, fast-paced nature of the business world, then it's only a matter of how can you cope with that because it will be probably hitting you as well. So if you are looking at business from a scientist's perspective, then it will feel more like gut feeling, like working with too little data, too few insights, and it won't make you feel comfortable because it's not data-driven. For me, it was like when I was working in IT and business, the challenges came from different angles at the very same time, and you had no time to dive deeper into the data or so, but my boss, my leaders asked me for, shall we go left or right? And I had then to, to shoot an answer. And that was, that, that was more like gut feeling to me. And I didn't like that from a scientist's perspective, but this is how business works, right? They try and fail and try and fail and try and fail. And that's a faster agile movement than in science. 
And now it's time to thank Company ABC who sponsors this episode of the Postal Transformation Show. I would now be reading the company's answers to one of six bold questions so that you can choose to apply. For example, number one: Describe your most valuable experts versus leaders in your company. Have they typically earned a doctor title? Or number two: For which of your company roles or units do you encourage somebody with a doctor title to apply? Number three: How would you describe your organizational culture in which your most valuable experts and leaders thrive in? To nominate an employer of choice so that we can ask our informative, bold questions, click on the link in the show notes. And now back to the post of transformation episode. All right, number eighteen, which is the fear of steep learning curves. Well, I'm not sure that that really is a fear because for me it's a promising prospect. It depends on your personality, but when I excel at something, I'm bored. So I always find a new challenge for me and have a new steep learning curve. And if you think that you want to keep what you have acquired, you don't want to unlearn, you don't want to reskill. You don't want to upskill in new dimensions, then you shouldn't leap. So number nineteen is the fear of losing autonomy, and yeah, maybe you are concerned about losing your control, using your power, and that you have to be dependent now in business for your decision making. And I agree to that. In business, I was so dependent on the people. That is my supervisor, my leader, my clients, my team, whoever was. I had to ask. I was dependent on information, or I was dependent on execution. This is different in academia. As a professor, I'm independent. No one tells me what to do. I'm the one who says no or yes on my behalf, and the others will have to, you know, deal with that. But that's a different thing. When you are doing a PhD, use that as a learning situation. When you go into business, maybe you will find interdependencies, which you also have now as a PhD student. So maybe this is transferable for you to see how you were able to cope in your research team, and how you can then cope in your business teams. And once you have determined. Your readiness to leap, and you think, yes, this is the way forward. I want to transition into business or industries. Then you can, if you like, enroll in your free email course with ten actionable, bingeable email lessons until you start your job in business. You'll get ten emails that. Detail number one: How to leap out of science. Number two: How to build your sustainable LinkedIn profile. Number three: How to read social media and network. Number four: How to research your favorite jobs and employers. Number five: How to do information interviews to get insights. Number six: How to create your customized applications. Number seven: How to prepare your thesis from a business point of view. Number eight: How to apply to your favorite employers. Number nine: How to choose the right job offer. And number ten: How to prepare for your new job. Woohoo! All right, now we're talking about my own personal biggest fear, and that is about the fear of disappointing others' expectations. So, 
I was worried of not using my full potential. I'm privileged to have parents who are smart. And so I inherited their intelligence. I was always best in high school. I was really good in my university degrees. And I was awarded junior research awards. And I always thought that I should become a professor. Everyone was expecting me to become a professor. So my parents, my peers and everything like that. So for me to say that I'll be leaving all this behind, knowing that I'll start a job where a master's degree is not necessary, I felt disappointment hitting me hard. It was really a tough time for me. I felt disappointing my parents so much because they have come to Germany from Indonesia to allow us to have a better life. Hey, have you found this episode so far helpful for yourself? Well, maybe you can subscribe and also share this episode with your PhD bestie because that would encourage us to help the underprivileged, underrepresented and underserved early career scientists leaping into business. And now back to the show. My dad became a surgeon. My mom became a pediatrician. She also has a medical doctor title. And for them, it was always clear that I would study they were proud of me of having a doctor, but they also saw me becoming a professor. I felt that they wanted to, me also to become a professor. And I know that they were so proud of me to return to academia, but it was so important for my own personal development to break out of these expectations and to start something new and to make it my own way instead of continuing their way. So I urge you to think about your vision of life. It's no one else's vision of life. It's your vision of life. If you don't know what your vision of life is, then I urge you to listen to episode number one of the Post of Transformation show, where I talk about the readiness to leave out of science. And I think point number eight is about the vision of life. This is the North Star insight in my coachings so that you know for what you are doing your postdoc transformation. So these were 20 fears and I hope that you have identified some of these fears and now know what you can do about them so that you can reflect without fears about leaping into business or not. You have to lose your fears to decide unequivocally for your situation. Do you want the transcript of our episode and our episode sponsor's answers to all six bold questions so that you can choose to apply? Do you want to nominate your employer of choice so that we can ask them our bold questions? For all of that, check out our clickable links in our show notes. And on our website, www.postdoctransformation.com, you can also check your readiness to leap into business or enroll in our free email course, Career Transition Made Simple. 
Thanks for your attention. I'm Professor Dr. Elna Sui Winkles, the host of your weekly postdoc transformation show. Postdoc transformation, postdoc transformation, postdoc transformation.